If you've been following along and have never joined a design bootcamp, I'm going to encourage you to sign up. It's five hours of workshops and we have live versions going on often so you can come and ask questions. Go to www.designsuitecourses.com slash design bootcamp. Hey guys, today I'm here with Mari Reesberg. She is from um, Sustaining Creativity. So we have an amazing um, podcast episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about creativity. Um, Mari has her own take on this. So those of you out there that are aspiring designers, crafters, kind of getting your feet wet in this world, I think this is going to be an awesome episode. Welcome, Mari. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat about creativity and share all of my unique creative experiences and ideas with all your listeners. So amazing. So I think it would be really fun to just dig into your story. Like, how did you get to (laughs) where you are right now? Yeah. So I way back grew up in Portland, Oregon and got into performing arts at a really young age. I was a rowdy three-year-old and my parents sent me to trapeze school. So I like to tell people I kind of grew up in the circus. Um, And then after that, when I went to college, I went for a degree in acting. And so I have a degree in acting from the University of Hartford in Hartford, Connecticut, their performing arts conservatory. I then moved to New York City to make it and ended up singing with an Irish band in New York City. And I was a nanny. And then I felt like, you know, something was missing for me. So I wanted to figure out something a little bit more. I was one of those people where people would meet me and just tell me their life story. And I thought, hmm, I should get paid to listen to people tell me their story. So I decided to go back to school and get a master's in psychology, but I wanted to do something more creative and I found dance movement therapy. And so I got my master's in dance movement therapy from Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado and have been in Colorado since 2007. And over the years, over the past 12 years, have started combining my degree in acting and degree in psychology to really support performers and non-performers, creatives in general, former creatives, current creatives, to sustain creativity in their life and really understand the creative process and what creativity means to them what their creative identity is, and how they can continue to grow and find creativity in their life, even when they're busy or feel like they have no time or feel like a part of them is missing because the creativity that they used to do isn't available to them currently or how they are showing up. So that's how I got here. (laughs) So amazing. I mean, I heard Portland, Oregon, Hartford, Connecticut, New York, and then Colorado. Are you just trying to like cover the whole United States? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, much to my mother's dismay, I haven't moved any further west of Colorado again. (laughs) So funny. Okay. So I heard you say that you're really, it seems like you're really intentional about figuring out how to get creativity back. Will you dig into that? Like, do you find that people really do have a crisis of creativity? Absolutely. Excuse me. my voice. Um, (laughs) Yes, I have found that people are experiencing a crisis of creativity because people only see creativity as being in the performing arts. It's something that only certain people have, or people think, oh, you have to have the special creative gene. And that's, that's a myth. That's not true. We are all creative 
We all have the capacity to tap into creativity and each of our creativity or creative expression is different. So for someone who is in the performing arts, creativity is dancing, singing, musicianship. But for someone who is in accounting, creativity is in building a spreadsheet, in crunching numbers, you know, people, what brings you joy in what you do and how can you find creativity in the things that you do. And creativity can be found in everyday moments. You know, how you get dressed in the morning is a creative expression. How do you want to feel in the morning? So putting an outfit together or putting on a favorite item that helps you get through your day a little easier or with a little more fun or joy. And we think of children as being really creative and asking lots of questions and having curiosity. And I challenge adults to do the same. Why can't we ask as many questions as children's, children do? There was a study that was done. The average five-year-old asks 120 questions a day. And the average 40-year-old asks four. Oh, my heavens. That is huge. Right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so... I encourage people to find curiosity, get into that, asking more questions. Why is something happening? What do you want to learn about so that you're continuing to flex your creativity and creativity isn't just in putting on a show. So that's, that's really where I think that crisis of creativity is we lose what we used to do. And so how are we reimagining creativity in our life as an adult, which looks very, very different than it did as a young adult or as a child. Yeah. So fascinating. So I have to know, I mean, did you personally experience a crisis of creativity or did you just see it like, and thought, oh, I got to address this. (laughs) I think a bit of both, you know, as a performer, I've been performing since I was three living in New York, really wanting to do the whole Broadway performing piece and feeling really discouraged. I I didn't have, not, it wasn't the drive, but it was the like how to navigate rejection <laughs> daily. That was really difficult for me. And so I really, I kind of withdrew from that world and felt like, oh, maybe I don't, I, I can't cut it in the performing world. I don't know. I don't have what it takes. So I took a big step away from performing and went into psychology and thought, okay, this is going to help me do the things that I want to do. And I recognized at some point during my three years of grad school, I was really missing, missing performing, missing something. And while I've had opportunities to get back on stage, they're short-lived. They aren't, you know, continuous. So I started trying to figure out, well, how can I have more creativity in my everyday life? So it isn't just this pocket of creativity here. And then eight years later, a pocket of creativity there, but that continuous flow of creativity. And so that's when I started putting all these pieces together that particularly in the performing arts were taught a craft And I imagine in design, that is also something that you are taught, but no one really talks about creativity and what it means to be creative to you and how you are designing your creative self, your creative identity, 
your values, your integrity, and really shaping that to support you in sharing your creative voice with the world. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So tell me, just give me like an example of how you would bring creativity in your life. Like right now, like as a daily, like little, I don't know, like spark of joy. (laughs) I love it. Um, so honestly it happens like when I open the refrigerator (laughs) and I think, oh my gosh, what am I going to make for breakfast or lunch or dinner? And I think, okay, I have three, these three items. Oh, what could I, what could I make? Okay. I mean, last night I decided to make my own crafted ramen adventure and (laughs) I had half a can of coconut milk. I had an egg. I had some ramen noodles, some scallions, some broccoli, and then lots of sauces. And I, you know, just started putting things together and tasting it and, you know, expressing myself and exploring the flavors and layering flavors and had so much fun doing it. And it turned out really good. I will tell you, sometimes it does not turn out very tasty. (laughs) However, I enjoy that process. And it, it kind of brings me into that present moment experience of what I'm doing is making something for myself in this moment. I'm not thinking about you know, the other things that I have to do or making sure the cat has their food. I really get to immerse myself in the present moment and be really mindful of what I'm making. And that to me is a creative experience. So that happened last night. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. So one thing I am hearing, which I really actually love is that you're working with materials you already have. So it's not like you're pulling from in your example of the ramen, right? It's like you had the coconut milk and you had the egg in your fridge. So you're working with current materials to then be creative. Let's talk about that a little bit. Is it easier or harder to work with like set restrictions? Because there are some restrictions there. Oh, absolutely. You know, the thing that I have discovered is that creativity comes alive with some boundaries. So if you were to give someone a blank piece of paper and say, you could create anything, many people have a really hard time with that. There are too many options. So if you give them a blank piece of paper and say, I want you to take an ordinary item and turn it into something else. So you've given some boundaries, you've given some structure, what that item is, they get to choose how they turn it into something else, that's up to them. But you've given them some structure and boundaries. So then that creative part of our brain starts firing in that specific structure and with those boundaries. So I like to remind people, you know, the empty box can turn into something else. It can be repurposed. We have items in our home, in our studios, in our purse, if you've ever (laughs) opened your purse and navigated lots of random things in there that you can create something else with or design something new. And you don't have to go buy 15 million new items to make the project that you want. I mean, sometimes you might have to get one or two if it's a very specific project that you're working on. But I would say most of the time you can use things around your home or find things that do support you, even if they weren't the quote unquote perfect item that you were looking for. 
Yeah. I love that. And I think I agree. I personally do better with boundaries. Like if I know Mm -hmm. that I've got only this amount of space, or I know that we're working on a specific size wall for a design or a specific size frame, or I know like it just, it really does. It like makes me hone down and focus, which is amazing. Yeah. The other piece that I would just add, this is kind of my like unique idea of creativity. I think oftentimes people believe creativity is all about brainstorming new ideas and, you know, having those brainstorming sessions. And while that is a part of the creative process and creative experience, the actual foundation of creativity is safety, which is a very different place to begin So when we don't feel safe or safe enough, it's really hard to tap into our free thinking, creative thinking, creative experiences. So I work with a lot of people around creating that safe foundation for themselves, the environment that they're creating in, the space that they're creating in, what are those items that support comfort and safety? So, yeah. Oh, that is so good. And so incredibly true. Um, You recently came out with a course that is all about creativity. Do you want to tell us about that and where people can find it if they're interested in this? We're talking about creativity in a lot of general terms, but I I have a feeling, especially those of you aspiring designers that are hanging out with me or even my design suite members here on the podcast or on YouTube, what you're probably thinking is like, wait, like how can I use this in my everyday life? Absolutely. Yes, I do have a course. It's for creatives, former creatives, current creatives, non-creatives. And it really is about sparking creativity in your life. Not necessarily in the performing arts or in design, but just the experience of creativity and how we go through their six steps. It's an eight-week course (laughs) that we go through together. Um, And it we talk a lot about safety and how our creative identities come into play and integrity and possibility and community and connection and all of those pieces. But it really is for people who are looking to spark or reclaim creativity in their life. When you feel like something is missing, that you aren't connecting to your joy as you had previously, or you aren't You know, you feel like a part of your soul is missing because you haven't had the opportunity or the time. That seems to be the biggest challenge for people. The time, setting the time to be creative or experience creativity. And I like to say that creativity is timeless. So we really do have the opportunity to have creative moments anytime, anywhere, any day. So if this is something that you are interested in incorporating into your own everyday life, please go to my website, sustainingcreativity.com. And in the events page, the information will be there. All right. And we are going to add this to the show notes, you guys. So she also, if you want to check her out on Instagram, it is also sustaining creativity there as well, right? Yes. I'm on all platforms, sustaining creativity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. To wrap things up, what's advice you would give to someone who is currently in a crisis of creativity? Like if you're at this moment, just feeling like I have all these ideas, but like, I just either, it sounds to me like there's a lot of external forces that can come in and kind of mess Mm -hmm. with you. Like 
lots of rejections or maybe in my, in my world, it's usually like family situations, family Uh struggles, um, just all these external forces. Like, what would you tell someone who, like, if they, you only had five minutes with them, like what, what, what can you do to, to make a change in your life? Oh, to make a change in your life in five minutes. Um, I would say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, it's like a tough one. <laughs> I know it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think the biggest thing is to remember something that brings you joy. What was that? It could be small. It could be big. It doesn't have to be life changing. It could be going outside and going for a walk, changing your space around maybe bringing a plant into your office or, you know, putting on a favorite item of clothing that means something just to you. It doesn't have to mean anything to anyone else, but how are you giving yourself permission to do something just for you that, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, that really allows you to experience joy. It could be, again, very, very small. It could be big, but it's not for anyone else. You don't even have to tell anyone that what you're doing, but you know that you've made a choice to do something just for you and to spark a little joy in your life. Oh my gosh. So good. Mari, thanks so much for being on. You guys go check out her course. It just recently came out. You can see um, the link in our show notes. You can also go check her out on Instagram and she actually has a podcast as well. So if you guys want to listen to her and I I will be over there at some point, I don't know for uh, to talk to her more about what she's doing. Um, That is also called sustaining creativity as well, right? Yes, Sustaining Creativity Podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. And I can't wait to chat with you about creativity. That would be awesome. (laughs) All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.